A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to another pandemic podcast from Wise Men Say. It, I'm Craig Clark and I'm joined by Rory Fallow. Happy Easter, Craig. Happy Easter, Rory. And Tom Walsh. He is risen. Happy Easter. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he, Tom? It's the big JC. <laughs> the big JC. What, Jeremy Corbyn? Jarvis Corbyn. <laughs> 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 Struggling to All think of, of a Sunderland player a, with the initials there's JC. There's a lot here. of famous JCs. I, Jack Hellback. I had this conversation. Yes. Oh, well done, Tom. There's a lot of famous JCs. I had this conversation at work once, like Jeremy Clarkson, Joe Cocker. Um, oh, they're all like going out of my head now. But we had like it's really hard, yeah, on the spot, isn't it? I think because like there was someone at work who had the initials JC, and someone referred to him as JC, and someone did exactly what you did, Craig, and said what Jeremy Corbyn. And then I chipped in with <clears> another JC, and it kept going like for age. And like, oh god, this is like a very famous initials. But anyway, that's a very so early instead tangent. of we're not actually doing a podcast on famous JCs. Although that <laughs> might not be, you know, depending on how long this whole thing goes on for, we might be scrabbling around for for content and actually <laughs> do that. Uh, what we're going to do instead is talk about something else we can't do while we're in lockdown, which is attend football games that don't involve Sunderland and. The three of us have, are going to do non-domestic games as well. We're going to take you across different parts of, of Western Europe, which have had different, to be fair, thinking about the current pandemic, have had different uh, responses to and and different sort of levels of, well, tragedy, I guess, so far. And we're going to start in Germany, who... The Germans always seem to get these kind of things right, don't they? They always seem to know how to deal with a crisis and uh, hopefully their their response continues in the vein it has. But before all this, Rory, you wanted to tell us about one of your favourite games on the continent that you attended, which yeah. was in Germany. In 2013, um, I was fortunate enough to go and see Dortmund play at home to Bayern Munich, which is obviously a massive fixture at the best of times, but this was just off the back of them playing each other in the Champions League final, just a few months mm. after. This was November, I believe it was, October, November. Um, the reason I went was because my girlfriend at the time was doing a degree in German, so she's doing a year abroad in Essen, which is, of course, twinned with Sunderland as well. So It is, a lovely there. little connection. Exactly. Lovely little connection. Also and playing red and white. Yeah, also playing red and white, and they're oh, also God advice. They're also quite shit as well. <laughs> like in the oh, brilliant, love this. At the time, they were. I'm, I'm pretty sure they were fourth tier at the time when I went over because I went for a look at the grounds. Um, Mesut Özil started his career at Rotweiss Essen, if I remember rightly, um, but ah. I didn't go and watch them. Um, but I was quite pleased when she said she was going to Essen because obviously in the northwest of Germany, Dusseldorf's the nearest airport, and I was like. 
there are so many football clubs around. This is going to be ideal mm. for getting like a couple of games out of, which thanks, she was like quite into football herself. So there was one weekend where I had earmarks were going mm. over and looking through like who was playing who at that time. And it was Dortmund versus Bayern Munich. And we're like, oh, get in. We'll definitely try and get tickets for that. Like a few weeks before I'd been over and we did the stadium tour of Westfalen Stadium, Signal Aduna Park to give it its official title. And we were speaking to the guy doing the guided tour who really looked like Simon Mignolet. That's one of my main memories of that, of that tour. The tour guide really looked like Simon Mignolet. Um, it's funny, you know, people used to say I looked a bit like Mignolet. I probably had a different haircut to this at the time and really? no beard. But I, ne- I never really thought there was much of a, a resemblance. I've seen you without the beard, but I'm not getting a, I'm I was, getting I a didn't Mignolet think it was vibe. a good comparison either, but it was, at the same time, it was, it was Mignolet and Tom from McFly. Uh, and see that actually, yeah, and yeah. see that, and actually, and anyway. see Tom from McFly looking a bit like Simon Mignolet. So maybe there's some kind of network there. Where <laughs> Tom is closer to <laughs> Mignolet than yeah, me. Yeah, it's like a chain. But, but, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which but, leads us to obviously someone really handsome at the other end of the spectrum. Well, maybe you're at the handsomest end of the spectrum. Oh, Come on, let's not do yourself down. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> let's, let's, we're supposed to be being nice to each other at the minute. Yeah, yeah, we've got to share the love. <laughs> <laughs> had a really good guided tour from Simon Mignolet. Um, and we were mentioning <laughs> trying to get tickets for... We're going to try and get tickets for Dortmund um, when they played Bayern. And he basically like, laughed straight away being like, nah, that's no absolutely chance. impossible. And we tried to get them through like proper channels, but... Like if you're not a mem, if you weren't a member or anything like that, it was really difficult. But as I'm sure you both know, and people listening who've been to games in Germany will be aware, like buying tickets off touts isn't particularly frowned upon. There, and ah. I, I don't think it's exactly. A lot of people say it's legal, which I don't think's the case. But I don't think it's illegal, it's, or it, like particularly. Yeah, it's like decriminalised. I think it's maybe one of these things. Yeah, I think this is one of these that like, the police just kind of like they let it slide. I mean, it's not as it's not as like they don't clamp down on it as hard, yeah, as they do here. <clears throat> so we Which just is, well, yeah. I, I was thinking, I wonder if that's changed with the kind of StubHub type ticket sharing revolution, whether it's become less of a thing. Because I've been to a game in Germany, well, uh, th- two games, I think it was, and I know you've been as well, Tom. But at the time, ta- this yeah. was a fair few years ago, like you, Rory. So I'm, I can't remember. I don't think StubHub was a thing then, though. Really. Yeah, I'm trying to remember like when we got involved <clears> with it, which can't have been very long after then. So and maybe it's too, too. Anyway, it's not. It's not a big deal, really. Unless you fancy a trip to Germany after all of this, of secondary might... ticket selling websites. <laughs> <laughs> so what we, our plan was like, right? Let's just go through to Dortmund. Read up on like how the best way to get tickets is basically just to wander around the ground, mm. try your luck. We had like a bit of a budget in mind for like what we'd pay, knowing that we'd have to like pay over the odds a little bit. But it was that thing of, well, it's it's not exactly once in a lifetime, but this was literally the Champions League final not very long ago. You don't get the opportunity to see a club like Dortmund play and is playing against Bayern Munich. Like that's the sort of equivalent of you know going to see in Spain like. Real Madrid versus Barcelona or... Like Liverpool, Man United, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, maybe not like as intense as one like the old firm, like, well, definitely not mm. as intense, like not at all, or the Milan derby, but it's that sort of like equivalent, it's like the biggest game mm. in that country. So we just wandered around for a while and there were people like with signs, like asking for tickets and stuff like that. So we were getting a bit, uh, it's probably not going to happen, but we'll go into a bar in the in the town and watch it and 
bumped into this house and eventually he was like yeah like i've got three sets of tickets he was initially wanted us to sell us two that weren't sat near each other and he was like they were like miles up they were in the same block but like about 20 rows apart like cause those were for good reason his two cheapest tickets and he was like oh right. no you'll be fine you'll be able to like ask people to move around and i think he thought we were a bit like just tourists and not like mm. you know i was like well mate like I go to football quite a lot. Like, I know that that's not going to be, like, an easy thing to do. So he did us, like, no. two tickets sat together for um, the same sort of price, which was a little bit more than we, like, wanted to pay. But again, it was that thing of, like, well, when are we going to have the opportunity to do it again? And How much was it? It was <laughs> just over 500 euros, if I remember Oof. rightly. And the CHA German wow. football's affordable. I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it I is off a tout. it was only like 100 euros for a season ticket. <laughs> exactly. Well, no. Not when you're buying off a tout, Tom. Not when you're buying off a tout no. and you're disorganised. Well, so 100 it, euros. It, it is a little bit of a, sorry to digress, but I guess this, you know, part of this, just have a bit of a chat about these things. But when I went to Bremen, it was, they were playing Schalke and it was nearly sold out. Oh, that's what we were told anyway at the ticket office. And the minimum price ticket available was a really good seat, don't get us wrong. But it was 50 euros, it wasn't cheap. Went to Hanover, yeah, that was really cheap, but they're a smaller club with a very big ground. So it was yeah, much easier a bit to of, get a ticket. There's a bit of a myth about the uh, the cheap the like the the cheap tickets. I mean, when I've been, I've been I've been to a few around Germany, a lot round in that northwest area. And on average, you're paying about thirty euros. I mean, that's still that's still it's cheap. cheap for like, it's about what we pay to go and see Sunderland, isn't it? Really? So yeah, I mean, it's it's cheaper than you'd pay to go watch like the Premier League. But the the kind of notion that it's like, oh, you come over here, it's only like ten euros a ticket to watch Borussia Dortmund. It's like, yeah, if you've been a member for thirty yeah. years and you stand on the terraces, exactly. Um, but anyway, back to your story, Rory. So, yeah, so we managed to get our tickets and obviously the culture around the ground is the one thing that I had a bit of a vague idea of, but I didn't realise how fun it is to just have your beer and your... You know, it sounds very clichéd, but your beer and your bratwurst like outside the ground <laughs> yeah. is like excellent. And that's where you notice the price difference a little bit. And, oh, yeah. And the, yeah, quali- yeah sure. the quality difference as well. You can get a nice pint for about three euros outside the ground like bratwurst lovely as well compared to like a crap hot dog you would get for a van <laughs> yeah outside the industrial estates <laughs> as you're walking between st peter's metro and the stadium of light like <laughs> it's just got that like cult that sort of almost festival sort of atmosphere as a pro- mm. approach to football and i know it was a big game but you everyone was in such a routine of doing that like i guess we would for going to whichever pub we go to before a home game it was really nice and fun and it means that obviously because people can drink in the stands people get in the ground earlier and i think that's the main reason we don't have that similar atmosphere as much as we don't have terrace and at a big level like obviously they do with dortmund like with the yellow wall that huge terrace but the big difference is they can have a pint in the ground or just outside the ground so that's encouraging to get there earlier and it does help with the atmosphere because people are getting songs going like an hour before kickoff and for as much as you're right, Tom, like the cliche about the ticket prices is true, I think the cliche about the atmosphere being absolutely bouncing is like totally accurate. Like, if, or that, if anything was like underestimated, I thought. Yeah, you're completely right, and it's also 
I feel like when you go watch a game in Germany, you, you're treated like an adult. Whereas yeah. in England, you, you kind of... It's, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Oh, you can't drink here, you can't drink there. And it's, so in Germany, it, I mean, it's very heavily police, like all games. But it's just like, it's so much more relaxed. And it's like... And everyone, like the the atmosphere around the ground is really relaxed and it's because everyone buys into that thing that we don't have to leave it until like 10 minutes before mm. the game to leave the pub and we can there's a real all the stuff is like as you say really well priced really good stuff and it's like i don't know it's just, it feels it feels just more like it's homely and it feels like the f- the football club is like something you're part of as opposed to like some kind of you know a sponsor putting yeah. it on for you <laughs> in terms of being like relaxed what, you know what I mean? surprised me was i was our seats for that game if you like imagine Dortmund's ground you were op- the opposite end to the yellow wall which was great to like watch and like see mm. that like move and like obviously listening to them as well but that was just a spectacle in itself. But at that opposite end, we were like in the corner in the upper tier. So it was, we were looking at the pitch. We had the Bayern away supporters to our left. But there were quite a few Bayern Munich fans in colours sat around us, which was yeah. in the Dortmund end. And That's cele- weird. The, it, it was strange. And I was like, oh, is this not going to be a bit like dodgy? And when Bayern scored, they did they did celebrate, but nothing over the top. And they got a few like chippy remarks from people but it never felt like oh shit it's gonna kick off here it was and i didn't really i don't know if maybe that's just because of that game because buying such no, a big such a big club so they had that it's typical but it was um it was, it was when nice. i was a, when i was at bremen there was the i mean the policing for the ultras was very heavy it was like the policing you would get for a sort of sun and newcastle game you know, like it was very much they were arriving and we had to get out of the road to let this parade of Schalke fans arrive. But there were Schalke fans who weren't ultras, who were clearly just regular folk yeah. sitting in colours not yeah. far from me as well. Um, I think it's like if you're not an official ultra, so if you're an ultra, you're either in the home end in the terrace or you're in the away end. Yeah. I think you're just considered a relatively casual fan and no, you're treated again, I would say, like an adult. Yeah. And people behave like adults as well. Yeah, it's like when uh, the last time I went to Dortmund, uh, well, pretty much this time last year, actually, um, and we bought tickets. They were playing Mainz and I couldn't get tickets in the Dortmund end if I wanted to, unless I wanted to spend like 60 euros or something. So I bought them through Mainz, and it was like eighteen euros to stand on the terraces. Nice. But there's two, there's two like, there's two like sections of. So you have this one main section that's all for the ultras, and then like a kind of side terrace. And I'm stood in there, thinking, <laughs> "Oh, you, you're in amongst all the Mainz ultras." But then you walk, you're looking around, and there's loads of people in Dortmund shirts, and so I, I, don't know, I feel a bit, I felt a bit weird by that, and so. At half time, mm. we just kind of like snuck in with the Mainz ultras because there was no security on the, and it's like <laughs> ah, I, I get it. This is this is this is the real bit. And people yeah. with like megaphones and drums, and it was you get a bit. And after you've had a few uh, <laughs> a few German pilsners, you get a bit carried away with it, don't you? <laughs> so was it, we, we, did you like get one of the megaphones, Tom, and start like leading the chance? <laughs> no, I, I, no, I think they would have. Uh, I think they would have thrown me straight out if I was uh, <laughs> done any of that. Disrespect. 
Tom's trying to away yeah. the Mainz. <laughs> well, I, I have seen Mainz play as well. This little digression um, before yeah, talking the rest it. about Dortmund. I have seen Mainz play as well and against Schalke, as you've mentioned, Craig. Cause, oh, yeah. Um, this was, again, that same season a few months later. I think it was the week before we played in the League Cup final, so like early 2014. And it was Friday night, Schalke at home at Mainz. And I was sat in front of the uh, Mainz supporters. So they were in like the Perspex glass, which is obviously very yeah. common in Europe. Oh, yeah. But it was really <laughs> fun having the ultras like directly behind you because the game was actually quite boring. It was a nil-nil draw. Um, mm. Thomas Tuckle managing Mainz at the time. He's obviously yeah, Paris Saint-Germain and went on to yeah. Dortmund. Um, and Okazaki playing for um, Mainz as well before he went to Leicester. Who I did say had played really well and looked like a good player, yeah. so vindicated when uh, he won the league title. <laughs> not long after, um, you spotted league him. Title. Yeah, no, I should have got like a, a cut of the fee from Leicester. Shouldn't I? Um, I'm sure I saw Kevin De Bruyne play for Bremen against Schalke. Oh and wow, he was pretty anon. Well, they weren't very good, and they got beat two nil. Um, but I'm sure he was involved. He was on loan, I think, from Chelsea at the time. Yeah. But nobody really stood out in that game. It's so funny, I isn't it? Like you go him. back and look through the lineups <laughs> of these games. Oh, yeah, it's um, great. I did this a few months ago. For, sorry, I'm jumping all over the place here. But Just keep it coming. Quite, keep the content quite, coming, quite, Robbie. Quite loose and relaxed. <laughs> Bank holiday weekend, guys. It's all, it's all just memories, <laughs> isn't it? Memories of happier times. Well, exactly. When we could breathe fresh air. <laughs> but a few few months ago, I looked up the, this Dortmund um, versus Bayern game to look up the teams. Which <clears throat> future Sunderland player do you think was on the bench for Bayern Munich that day? For Bayern Munich? For Bayern Munich. In 2000 and... 2013. Uh, Jan Kirchhoff. Jan Kirchhoff. Ah, yeah. yeah. He didn't, he didn't oh, come yes. on, but I'll have unknowingly seen... One of the was most there... graceful Sunderland players of all time, warming up. Was, was that I the game? That. The game you were at, Rory? Was that the one where like Goethe was making his return to Dortmund? It was indeed. Yeah, he came Ooh, off. He came yeah. off the bench and got the opening goal. He was like really getting uh-huh. booed when yeah. he came on as well. Um, yeah, Oof. they were like really like going. Like I didn't realize how heated it was. The fact that he would left them, mm. but I think he might. Oh have, no, they. He might have hate, said he wasn't going to move him. on or something and then did. Mm. I don't know, I might have got that slightly wrong. But it was, it was like... The, the, beef, sorry, the beef was, it was, it was the season before in the build-up to... Um, in the build-up to the Champions League, Goethe mm. was like out of... Well, he was nearing the end of his contract. So, like, Bayern, like, bought him. Oh, in, like, yeah, he went, it, it came out as well, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it, of course he bought it him just did, before yes. the Champions League semi-final, um, yes. and yes, and he was he was like a he was was he at I, he's from Bavaria and he was but he was in Dortmund's academy, yeah, and then obviously right. well you can't really do that. In, although now well, he's back at Dortmund, so yeah. well the weird that, that's the weird thing when you were talking about rivalries, Rory, about that country where Dortmund are clearly a humongous club. And they're certainly the second biggest club after Bayern in Germany. But in other countries, you tend to have the two big ones hoover up the talent from everyone else. You see it, Rangers and Celtic do it. Um, it's a bit different with Barca and Real because their scouting network's a lot wider. But in Germany, the F- Dortmund, the next biggest club, can't hold on to their talent. They're like an Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. their best players go to well, Bayern, that, and it's that just day, incredible. Levin, Lewandowski was playing. There for, you go, for another Dortmund. great example. He was exactly who was going through my head, like yeah. Hummels as well. And, yes, yeah, Hummels, Hummels was in. Yeah, I think Hummels was out injured that day. Mm. I don't, he definitely didn't play. Um, 
But that Dortmund team, obviously coming off the back of that Champions League final, had a Bamiyang who didn't start, who came on off the bench. Um, Mark Royce, um, Blachikovsky, yeah. Weidenfeller in goal. Like, it was such a good team, and fantastic Klopp was team, yeah. still managing Klopp's, them. You were the ultimate hipster going to that game, basically. And all Klopp, Klopp versus <laughs> Pep Guardiola. That. Like, it doesn't get more yeah. tactics non hipster than that, does it? It's but like, I was, I was just it. having pints, to be fair. I wasn't wasn't taking notes like all these <laughs> squawking nerds like to do. <laughs> good man <laughs> can't remember the game I, just <laughs> I said about the, the Dortmund's ground it's just like when you go to it you know you, mm. you hear so much about it on like on like the TV and in like online and that but it's when you actually go into it and you first see it it is kind of like wow it's, yeah. it's mm. you don't there's not many stadiums in the world um, we'll get onto another one later um, that really have that kind of like or inspiring, it's like, like bloody well, hell, this is a ground and a half. This, yeah, even and doing the stadium and, tour of it, like seeing that terrace yeah. empty mm. enough was like fairly it's intimidating. <laughs> like it's, it's so big. It's, yeah, it's it's like it's, and they just like casually say it's like oh yeah, it's like twenty five thousand people stand on this every like week. It's like what? Yeah, <laughs> what's it's like a championship what? ground in a stand? <laughs> what? Like, I was going to say, how, what is the capacity of that ground? Because I'm, I'm not 100, I don't actually know. I don't it's got to be about 60,000, if not a bit more. I think, I think it's bigger for some it, reason. I think it's, no, I think it's 80, just over is it? Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, when they don't have the... Because the, they have to put the seats in for the Champions League, but when it's That's like right. the terracing, I think it's yeah. about 80,000, yeah. Because yeah, Germany is like England with a really strong second tier where you'll have teams in the second tier in Germany getting over 50,000. Um, sometimes well, depending on who's gone down at any one given time yeah it's like uh, oh, well one of my favourite cities in the world is like Cologne and they're mm. like their team is very I feel that it's very much like Sunderland where it's just like well Sunderland of say about five years ago where we were like <laughs> not good enough for the Premier League <laughs> but like too good for the Championship and it's like and it's Pod- Podolski was crap. a Cologne guy, wasn't he? Podolski was a, like a Cologne yeah. guy, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, and he's got a uh, a chain of kebab shops in Cologne. That's right. And having having tasted them myself, they are the f- it's just the nicest kebab I have ever had in my entire life. No so, wonder it didn't just, work out from at Arsenal. Shit kebab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably got his first like London kebab and was like, "Oh, I'm, like I'm really excited to, to, to see what these are like." I'm not going to do the accent. I'm like, oh yeah, really excited to see what see what these are all about. And then was just like, "What the fuck is this oh, insult?" No. God, probably inspired <laughs> I'm so him to open up the chain. Yeah, <laughs> but it, they're, they're the same. They've got like they play in the second tier. Or are they? In, they might be in the Bundesliga now, but it's when they're in the second tier, they were getting fifty thousand every yeah. week, like with no like. Didn't matter if they were playing like some absolute jobbers or they were playing like <laughs> Hamburg. Yeah. It's like they were just always packed. And I, mm. I, when I'd go, I'd speak to like. These are the thing when you go to like a German game. It's like oh. Uh, you just speak to anyone. It's like, oh, where are you from? It's like, oh, England. It's like, oh, great. It's like, we must have a drink together. And it's just like, <laughs> me and my dad were with this fella who's, and he goes, uh, so we'd had a few beers outside this bar. And he goes, so we're walking towards the ground. And there's like, a, like another bar just outside the ground in this like weird forest. And he's like, I don't think we've drank enough yet. So he just bought <laughs> us another round of beers. 
and it's just like perfect and it's like, it's that very could, German thing of being very precise with everything this year doesn't it like yeah. whereas we yes. would say oh like fancy another another one yeah oh I've got time for one it's like I don't think we've drank enough yet no, I don't think we've, we must I don't have think we've drank enough yet <laughs> we must have another <laughs> this, it and is you great. had another it's great that is so good but the rest of that when Dortmund you get in the grounds sorry sorry mate no 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 sorry and it's just when you go into these grounds it's like the whole thing is because it's so noisy and so like it's so noisy and everything so like uh frenetic in the stands at least it's like the whole they say the whole thing's like a party where it's like mm. when was the last time you had a party at the stadium of light yeah well i was uh, the thing is though along with that party atmosphere you also have uh, where the kiosks are it's so well designed you get a car oh, yeah. you use that to yes. buy your drinks yeah. Um, it's just like even the fact that I've got I haven't got it here it was at my mum's but um, like you got a Verde Bremen cup like a plastic cup yeah. to drink your beer oh, from yeah, yeah, it's got, got a, a player on it and stuff like that and you just think it's little touches isn't it but it was so easy to get served for a drink it, as you've already said Roy not overpriced good beer you know Bremen's obviously the home of uh, Beck's for instance so mm. even I don't think Beck's is an amazing beer but it was it tasted great you know it's like and Foster's or Coors and exactly yeah. Schalke was amazing because it's the Veltins arena so oh, yes. <laughs> that was the yeah. main beer it was absolutely beautiful and the, the, uh, the little cards like you were saying Craig they had like players on yeah like, so there brilliant. were nice little souvenirs as much as anything as well it was just like um I think we went, because the ground of Bremen's right on the river, and this is another thing I've noticed about the German ones. I know a lot of them were probably built for the World Cup. So yeah. maybe there was a bit more money renovated, pumped in. at least. Yeah, but the, the Bremen one's beautiful. It's on the riverside. There's something about riverside stadiums. I think on the away day pod, you talk about this a little bit. Um, but like, I think we just went for a sort of mooch around, bought a ticket for the game. And then there was like, I'm sure we saw players coming in and out of the stadium. It was like the day before the game and it was just so relaxed. They've yeah. got the whole comp, mm. the bit like Man City, someone mentioned in the away day pod that didn't go out, that their setup is very European. Yes, yeah. And it, that is exactly what I got from Bremen. This <clears> like, they've got all the complexes built up around it. But obviously they've been doing this for years. You know, it's just something right. we've kind of latched onto in this country. And it, it feeds it's, back into the community that, that, that feel. Mean, that makes people want to be there, doesn't it? Like, mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think we're quite lucky of where the location of our stadium is. And even if we go back to Roker Park, where that was, you look at these grounds, like, you know, Redden, like, was rightfully so absolutely <laughs> tore into on the away day pod. But it doesn't make you... You're literally just going there for the football. And I know people say, well, you're going to a football match. But it's like, no, there should be more around that and keeping it a community thing and making it an experience that you can have, whether you're an ultra, whether you're, you know, sort of in a little, not quite an ultra, but someone who likes to go and like have a few beers before the game. Or if you're going with family, there's something there for everyone. And not in a naff way where you've got like, you know, Dodgems outside the stadium and stuff like that, <laughs> trying to recreate like the Phoenix Family Fun Day. But like, I was just watching that the other night. Funnily enough, <laughs> I'm an absolutely brilliant. With a, with a, in inverted commas, the snake, snake on, yeah. <laughs> but like, not having naff things like that, which we can never. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's not in that cult. Like the culture here is to go to the pub. You either it go is. to the pub or you just go straight to the ground. There's nothing but, else mm. really is there in between that, and that's maybe why a lot of ventures like that haven't been successful in this country but i think part of it is they've been quite 
half arsed, like people say, mm. like with the fan zone here, which I think was a good idea and had good elements to it. Um, and people say, well, the weather was, you know, it was always too cold, but the weather's not much better in Germany. Like, they've. In the winter, it's freezing. <laughs> exactly, yeah, it's the same as here. Like, yeah, fair enough, a lot of them won't have the North Sea, like the wind from the North Sea bashing against you, not very far from the stadium, mm. but they've got those similar issues and. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't think it will be anything replicated in this country, but... We... Well, the best we did was when we had the teepees. That was another great yeah. initiative last season. That, that worked superbly, in my opinion. But the thing that probably hampers us is, because they've got to use the same thing as they've got to use in the stadium in terms of beer selection yeah. and whatnot, you end up lumbered with the same kind of problem, which is the overpriced, not very tasty yeah. beer. It's not just Obviously changing the culture, is it? It's changing like on an operational business level, like thing. you're contending yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. Which, again, going back to what you you, you uh, were saying on the uh, the last podcast about um, Sun Until I Die 2 and sort of more recent things that have gone on, maybe this is one of the things that may be forced to change if the football bu- bubble takes a bit of a... A burst, yeah, no, very over true. The coming weeks, you know, but in the beacon, that I think the beacon, the problem with having the fan zone in the beacon was you are effectively having it in a leisure centre. But the good thing was you did have the local business in there, so you could get a local beer and a local coffee, and good for families as well, I guess. Exactly. Um, so I actually think that operation and the fact that the beacon exists near our stadium, and like you say, it's sort of where it's located in general, Rory. It gives us a potential if if we get you know an opportunity Definitely. after all this is over, we could have a European style yeah. festival. Yeah, and it's not going to happen overnight, almost. I guess. Course, as well, yeah. is it? you've got to give it time. And like you say, the fact that they've got local businesses in there with Fausto, they've had times where the Volks beers have been sold as well. Exactly. Yeah. Like and it, you know stuff on for like kids, players coming round who aren't in the match day squad. Yeah. So if you want to meet it's Glenn, all good. If, if you ever want to meet Glenn Luvens, get yourself <laughs> the fans on last season. He was always there. Him and <laughs> me Cass, nephew um, got to meet Charlie Wyke, and I mean, I think Charlie was pretty impressed. You know, getting to meet me cousin. Uh, cousin, it was me nephew. <laughs> I can't even know what I'm saying. Pandemic <laughs> madness. <laughs> But anyway, Rory, it, it does cut, I think to, we've cut you short, eh? We've got it somehow. On a st- we're not going to talk about that. I think I started Sunderland. that tangent, to be fair. <laughs> but, but it does yeah, contribute so, to the atmosphere being absolutely great in the ground, like you were saying, yeah. Tom. And it sort of like swills around and it's sort of like that constant sort of just... Ru- it's at least always like sort of rumbling as well. Like that game finished 3-0 yeah. to buy Munich. It was 0-0 at half-time. Dortmund started all right. Lewandowski missed like a sitter after about three minutes but they never really once Bayern got a hold of it they were pretty in control like I was saying before Goethe opened the score and, and the sc- they scored like two quite quickly in the last ten minutes Iron Robin scored a typical sort of breaking away didn't didn't cut inside though and then get on his, <laughs> get on his other foot he um, chipped it quite nicely over the keeper and then um, Muller scored about two minutes later so they won quite handily in the end but you know the play the supporters were still staying after the ground again like those things that you think well that must be a bit of a cliche it must be embellished to some extent it's like no they're all still hanging out still having a beer in the ground still singing like <laughs> having shown their the love of their city as much as anything i guess is as part of it for them um what i was going to say before before i t- t- took us down another tangent before we, was, before we ended up in the beacon of light was, was, was <laughs> when i went to schalke and saw shinji uh, okazaki was I sat in front of the mind supporters who were the away team 
And because the game was quite boring, I was just watching their old, mm. just because you could hear them, like the noise from them was deafening. But you're just looking at this guy with a megaphone who looks like he could fucking kill you if he wanted to as well. <laughs> but just not watching the match at all. No. Had his megaphone, <clears throat> like was just getting like things going all the time and like a conductor almost. It's such a, as a British football fan, it's such an alien thing to see, but really cool, Wait, like really fun. It's, it's right, apparently it's like... Apparently, like that, that kind of notion is like, well, how come they're like still singing? Like, there's no difference if they're like three nil down or like they're three nil up in terms of the singing. And apparently, the thing is, it's like the ultras like frame of mind. It's like it doesn't matter what the score is. It's like we're here to support our club and our like city. It's Mm. not. And if we lose, all right, yeah, it's not great. But it's like we don't really, we're not really bothered that much. But then. On the flip side of that, you see when Hamburg got relegated and they set fire to the stadium. <laughs> I was going to say, I've, well, I've seen that happen in, in Italy <laughs> so you as can't well. Turn. Yeah. Well, can you remember situations where I can't remember which club it was in Italy? It might have been Inter or Milan, or it might have been one of the smaller clubs. But anyway, there was players couldn't leave the dressing room because the ultras were protesting outside, yeah. and basically holding the the club holding them kind of hostage in a weird sort of way and I mean obviously in countries like in South America sort of Argentina where you've got a Barra Brava and stuff it it comes onto a whole new level of almost like crime syndicates and thuggery so you've almost got this payoff between <laughs> yes there's this amazing like fan owned culture going on but it can also overstep the mark and I suppose you sometimes look at the way the mood changes amongst our fans and you think do you really want us owning the thing change manager every three weeks <laughs> yeah I've, I've always thought that it's like I, I don't know I do not trust Sunderland fans owning Sunderland <laughs> no absolutely not because then there's much, another, this isn't a dig at, that's not a dig at like anyone else but it'll be people like me and Matthew Keelan like, <laughs> like no no one wants that I'd, I'd rather I, have I say, so, yeah, well, yeah exactly <laughs> I will say something that is it, it should be naff and everyone should acknowledge it's naff even German people but it's like German football clubs are really, really fixated or like really love um, like Euro pop songs or like really heavy rock songs about their football club <laughs> yeah, with like yes. lyrics of their football club in it. And it's like, um, and all the, like they'll play it, like I've seen it at Dortmund, Cologne have one, Leverkusen, Schalke, and they've all got these songs that's like, you know, FC Kern. <laughs> it's just like sorry. It's like this is terrible, but they're all there, like waving the scarves. Oh, they love it. It's like, the Italians do it. As well. They've got these weird, like horrible Euro pop songs, rather than the harder yeah. metal, soft rock thing. They've got like this. It's like a very Euro pop thing, but again, it's like the club yeah. anthem, and they'll blast it out when they score goals. I remember and that stuff. at Ajax when we played them in the Amsterdam yes. tournament. Like it seemed like everything they played before the game was like crap euro pop anthems like that but they <laughs> but imagine if we it. went away to like shrewsbury and they had a, a, a song like that they just get ripped to shit we should tell frankie the... to start playing us we should actually. yeah, yeah. <laughs> frankie should make one frankie should. Should make yeah, well, yeah even better yeah but that's that's the weird thing as well that you get on um you get this kind of 
weird the older culture that looks to the UK or England and English football for some of their slogans but because they're translated obviously they've so it'll be stuff like I can't somebody give me one of the examples Tom you're laughing you must know what I'm talking about it'll be like headcase boys (laughs) (laughs) no I have I have a club I bought a I bought a club bruise scarf once and the low the like the slogan on it, it says, No sweat, no glory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just it's like, so cheesy. But it's, it's kind of like MLS. Club, I get what you mean. Na- yeah. The way they've like, named themselves as well, like FC Toronto, Real Salt Lake. Like, to yeah, take yeah. these like, things from Stop it. British and European like football <laughs> and like reappropriate because it's authentic. Like FC Toronto, they don't it's even so call funny. it football. They call it soccer. Like, so why have they gone for like the FC element? Like, oh God, D- DC like, United and stuff like that. Was there ever another team in DC? So they had to like <laughs> combine and make a United. Washy City, <laughs> <laughs> Washington Albion. It's like Washington the weird thing the European cheesiness of it. Right, is like. It translates to the American kind of culture because all their like college sports teams have these anthems. The NFL teams oh, have yeah. these really naff kind of anthems, forward, down the field and all this kind of <laughs> shit, right? And it's like, it's so weird though because the European teams and you think, you look at that ultra culture and the kind of, it's really hardcore support and stuff. But it's, mo- it's much closer to American sport and culture or it what is? has become in America because I don't think it's always been like that in America. Uh, than it is here, which is much more. I think you get a very visceral support in this country, which is very reacts to what's it's going on. It's more emotional, the pitch. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's more emotion, emotionally driven, isn't it? And we I, I, don't. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, I, I would say <clears throat> on that note, it's like it's one of the one of the trips I did. We went from Germany to Holland. Uh, I went to a Feyenoord game, and I'd say oh, yeah. the the atmosphere <clears throat> at a, a Dutch game is very similar to here. As in, because I assumed we went to Holland and mm. Feyenoord had have the same kind of ultras thing that just sing all the way through, blah blah blah. Whereas when you go there, it was very much like an English game. There was long spells of the game where it's like quite quiet in this packed out stadium, and like you say, Rory, it's like a reactionary, like atmosphere, like the English as opposed to the German, where it's just like this kind of this hubbub all the time. I would say, I went to Feyenoord as well, I've been to two other games in Holland, and I think Feyenoord is very different to Ajax and PSV, which are the other two clubs I've been to. Part of the problem was when I went to Ajax, I was in like a specific area for tourists, similar with PSV, when you buy tickets, they sell you this tourist package, basically. So is that kind of similar to the neutral end at Fulham? A little bit, yeah. It is in a weird way, but... It, it is a bit more Euro-poppy and there's a bit of an ultra <laughs> thing going on. Whereas at Feyenoord, I went with the sort of, via the Sunderland connection to Feyenoord with my dad and we were much more in the home end. We went to this pub before the game that was very much like, you know, for the home fans. I, I, did you go to either of the corner, any of the corners at half-time, Tom? And they had full-on, like, trance-techno raves going on me and my dad were in the, oh, in the yeah. dj booth <laughs> it was absolutely wild they People do that, they? that it's mad it is it's really it's but it's great i don't think i mean i could be wrong but i don't think they have that in say ajax and uh, psv the other two big clubs 
But I could be totally wrong. Maybe maybe some of them are more British vibe, some of them are more European vibe. I always thought FC20 seemed quite British inflected. Don't so know why. why so why Steve McLaren went there. Uh, well, he turned Dutch, of course. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe we should take a break now and then we'll move on to another country after the break. I know we've kind of dotted around Europe and we can always come back to Germany. And obviously, uh, we, we keep mentioning it as we go into the break, um, supporting local businesses and uh, keep going on from the terraces, uh, our kind of partners. There'll be a load of new stuff coming once we come out of this lockdown, hopefully, which, you know, obviously we're in particularly dark times at the moment, but hopefully we'll see the peak soon and we'll ride that out and we'll all come through this much stronger. And at the end of that, you know, we'll be supporting other businesses like uh, From the Terraces once again. And we'll be back to talk about Italy. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast and we've taken a flight from Germany to uh, Northern Italy which uh, me and Tom are going to talk about a couple of games in that part of the world. Tom, I'll let you go first. Uh, yeah, Italy's, uh, Italy was always one of those countries I wanted to visit just basically on the basis of, you know, when you were a kid and you used to watch Italian football on Channel 4 with like James Richardson and it was all this like, wow, this this looks exciting and like kind of yeah. fiery. So uh, yeah, a couple of years ago we did like uh, we did like three games in a weekend. So I, I did exactly to... the same thing actually. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So we did because it was like flights from Manchester to, to Milan were like forty quid. So it's just like, yeah. oh yeah, <clears throat> why not? Uh, <clears throat> so we did um, Atalanta versus uh, Crotone. Bologna, and then we did in we did two games in one day. Uh, went to see Bologna, Sampdoria, uh, Bologna, Bologna versus Inter, and mm. then AC Milan versus Fiorentina. Um, and as we were saying about like how like German football is so like organised and like <laughs> every like regiment, Italian football is just like it's it's just chaos. Just <laughs> it's like the, the stadium, the stadiums are like falling to bits. 
Um, <laughs> it's like at Atlanta, which is in um, Bergamo. Uh, obviously, that city's had a pretty rough time of late. Yeah. But their stadium, it was on the outskirts of town, and it's like we sat on a rock. It's like the, it was all terraced. <laughs> and it was just like you sat on this this massive it was just there was no seats just rock <laughs> so like and it's it's in the uh like where bergamo is it's like in the foothills of the alps so it's mm. like but it was like february time and it was really deceiving as it because it would be like 25 degrees in the middle of the day but then like minus one as soon as the sun went down and this was a uh, the atlanta crotoni game was like a, a night game oh so and it was fucking freezing. <laughs> and I, I was—I will not lie. I, I was—I had possibly like the top two worst hangovers of my entire life that day. Beautiful, because we'd um, we discovered um, like Negronis the night before by accident, and we'd been drinking them all in Milan, all over. And it's like—did you have any grappa when you were out there? A grappa? Like, yes, like this um, liqueur. Look it up. Possibly, possibly, mate. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty nice. I, I used to yeah. keep wanting to buy some when I got back, and I could never like. I was I find it on Amazon. I was going to buy it, and never got round to it because it's so really tasty. I'm sure it's like a coffee liqueur. Or something. I was going to anyway. say, yeah, what's it like? Like what? <laughs> oh, was it the grapey one? There was two different ones. One was grappa, and there was this other one, and they were both pretty tasty. One of them was like quite fruity, and I'm sure one of them was like a coffee type liqueur. Either way. <laughs> Something to look yeah. up at the end of this, yeah. maybe. <laughs> the, the, the overriding th- of uh, feeling, uh, like, memories I have of, like, like watching football in Italy, and it's just, there's so many people smoke weed at these games. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> and it, it, in a way that it's kind of accepted, it's like, in Atalanta, all, like, the ultras, like, scarves had, like, big weed flags on them. <laughs> That's another <laughs> weird thing. That is so weird. Like, Why? <laughs> well, it just—I've not like I don't know. But it's, yeah, like, like where's the connection? Like, what's the? It's so bizarre. It's so strange. It, it just everyone was absolutely like <laughs> nailing, like just like chain smoking Unreal. joints. Uh, but <laughs> but again, the atmosphere <laughs> in these games, despite everyone being stoned, was absolutely like <laughs> raucous, like. Bologna, oh, yeah. Bologna um, especially. I know, like Bologna is a very like old, famous ground. It was like, it was like, I swear it was some. I might be wrong if, if we've got any Italian listeners want to shout at me, but I swear it was the preferred <laughs> team of uh, Mussolini. So like, really, and it, and yeah. it has this kind <clears throat> of because well, Stephen will know because it was used in Italian ninety, but it's got <laughs> England beat Belgium there in Italian ninety, and it has this big like watch like kind of like clock tower just in the oh, ground. Yeah, I've seen it on TV. Yeah. yeah. So when so when I went to buy these tickets, they were like the cheapest tickets we could buy were like behind the goal, and we didn't. It was like in it was in the the ultras section. I know it's like mm. it's the only time I've been like normally when I go to like, when I've been to like Germany mm-hmm. and wherever mm-hmm. and Holland you're like oh yeah yeah oh we're in the ultra section yeah it'd be fine <laughs> this one I was like hmm <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna get out of here it's just like just stupid tourists <laughs> <laughs> so like three we went in and as we're buying some beers like from the the counter underneath the stand there was two like enormous like 
bangs, like two massive bangs, and we come out and it's just like smoke, like uh, flare smoke everywhere, <laughs> and it just it was non-stop of them just hoying flares and just like chanting and just like everything kept exploding. And it was it was amazing. It was the most like it was the most mad. It was just insane. The entire game, and they were, well, they were playing in. They were playing Inter, which obviously is a it's a big game for Bologna. And half the ground was all Inter fans, because obviously it's not that far to go for for them in in retrospect. And it was just, the the loss like Bologna lost one nil. And the only regret I have from that game is that they didn't score. Because had they scored, I think this mm. end would have just gone absolutely mad. And it's like, the, you know, a lot of passionate Italians just like, <laughs> like, stro- like giving, <laughs> stroking off the chins. And oh, I tell you, the, the, <laughs> the funniest part of it was when Inter scored, like half the ground goes up. And there's these big perspect uh, glass or like perspect uh, barriers that separate the home and uh, away fans. And so this this fella next to me in a leather jacket is just banging <laughs> on this the wall on the the glass, just telling people to like. F-. And this fella on the other side comes walking down, looks at him, and then just grabs his like grabs his bollocks and just like that. <laughs> just like gives him a ruffle looks him in the face and tells him <laughs> to, to politely do one and i was like that, i love that that is the most italian thing i've that ever seen fantastic. in my life <laughs> so good but yeah it's 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 a one it's a god it's a it's a crazy old country to watch oh, like football it. and I, uh, it's funny i saw bologna play as well but they won at juventus 2-0 which is obviously wow very unusual. I was just yeah. watching the highlights of that game now because I was trying to remember. And I was sure, and I was quite correct. Marco De Vallo scored both of the goals. Legend. Bo- a bold man. Captain. Kissing the kissing the armband when he scored and stuff. Yes. Oh, great. Yes. And similar to you, like, I mean, Juve were playing in the shit tip of a stadium between the Deli Alpi and the new stadium they've got now. That's, uh, wasn't that Torino? It's where Torino play. I think, I think. so, yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was, wasn't even full and it wasn't very big. And uh, they were setting fires in the stands behind the goal after the game. Yeah, cool. Uh, it, like, and like, I mean, when you look at that Juventus team, there was like Del Piero was playing, Alessandro Matri, who was like the most handsome man in football. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, was this around like, the time, Craig, when like Juventus had had the match fixing thing? That must have happened fairly recently. Was, I think they'd just come back from it because they didn't win. They weren't winning stuff. They were still making their way back. I think Milan won the title that season. It was a twenty eleven. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the Bologna. The, this is the thing. I don't know if you noticed this as well, Tom. That well, obviously it's a bit different because you said a lot of Inter fans were at that Bologna game. Yeah, yeah. But Inter are a huge club as well. Yeah, yeah. So they'll have a nationwide support. You don't, fans don't really travel in Italy uh, as a rule. I don't mm. think outside well, of the bigger clubs. I think. Well, they took uh, that Atlanta game where Crotone... Like, I had to Google where Crotone was. And Crotone is, like, right on the heel of oh, Italy. Really? So, we were looking at it. It was, like, a 12-hour drive Jesus. between wow. between Crotone and uh, Bergamo. And there were still, like, 50 fans there. 
I mean, uh, yeah. And they had, they had a goal. They scored the equalised in the last, like the ninety third minute. So they're all going mad, and then it got ruled out. <laughs> so just, like, fuming, fuming on like your twelve hour drive back on your scooter. Itali- I mean, Ita- <laughs> in your face. Speak- speaking of scooters, when I went to the San Siro, saw Milan beat Napoli, basically won the league by winning it, and. There was a lot of Napoli fans there, which is, again, going against what I've said about not travelling, but it must have been at least 6,000. They filled... Na- Napoli are a different breed, though, aren't oh, they? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, well, nuts. One of them lurched up to me and me mate and was like, ugh, like, wanting a light and we couldn't understand him. So he's like, ugh, English, Maradona. <laughs> <laughs> and then just walked off to just mortal drunk and they're just all zooming around on scooters with Napoli scarves going wild and that before the game. And you're like, I really wanted them to win so oh, badly. Sorry, uh, sorry, just, uh, just quickly sorry, going go back. So quickly going back, when you said that, I remember coming out of uh, for uh, a Dusseldorf game and we were waiting in the queue to go back to the Metro. I mean, my brother were talking and this guy sidles up to us and he goes, English? I was like, yeah. It's like, fucking Wembley 1999. <laughs> Deep Mahamad, just like <laughs> wow, man. <laughs> Leave me alone. A bit, like, what is it about this? This is a thing, right? Because everyone in a, Europe hates us. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, right. Another trip I was on with my dad, which did not involve football, went to Gdansk, and we were taking a train to a place called uh, I think it was Sopot, but it might have been somewhere else. Anyway, on the way back, there was this drunk. And he was quite intimidating and he, he tried to collar us as we got off the train to give us to the police. <laughs> who obviously straight away knew he was a bit of a pillock. But at one point he was like, English, Gary Lineker. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with just saying player names? It's, it's a yeah. weird thing though, isn't it? Like you, you have that when you go on holiday. Like I went, to yeah. v- I went to Vietnam a couple of years ago and when you mentioned that you were English, they would straight away ask about football and because we'd been in the... This was mm. 2017, so we'd only just been relegated from the Premier League, being in the Premier League for 10 years. They all knew who Sunderland were, and mm. then, which was like quite like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense, because Asia, the Premier League's really big. And then they just start listing off all the Premier League teams <laughs> that they know. They just got, I know, Manchester United, Manchester City. <laughs> but, like, they would keep going, and then eventually, like, it was quite funny, because they'd be like, West Ham, Stoke, Crystal Palace... <laughs> You just bumped into a sparkle quiz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what was oh, really man. surprising is, like, you'd say, like, you're a Sunderland fan, and they'd be, and they would know that, like, Newcastle were the rivals as well. Yeah. And then they would go and, like, they would like, quite a few of them said, like, oh, Newcastle, like Alan Shearer, and you're like, oh. and you're like, oh yeah, like Alan Shearer's like way more famous than you realise because he's oh, the Premier League oh, all famous. time like yeah. top scorer, isn't he? And it's like, oh, he's just that man with the. Weird hair, who I don't like, the shit hair that I don't like. That's the really song, boring That voice. song we sing about him. Yeah. Well, I was <laughs> yeah, in Montenegro. I went up this, like, uh, World Heritage site in Qatar, but you could go into these, in the fjords, you could go onto these little islands, and uh, this guy, like, would pay, you pay him to take you into the into the thing, and he was like, oh, you're English, where are you from? And like, oh, Sunderland, just mystified. Oh, it's like northeast. Near Newcastle, because yeah, sometimes you have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually, what I usually do is say it's not far from Leeds. <laughs> it's just south of Edinburgh. Eventually, you just say, "Oh, it's near Newcastle," and then he was like, "Oh, Alan Shearer country." It's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? Then he but- just kept shouting Shearer at us, like when he was <laughs> Shearer. Seen, the boat. He's seen you right off there. 
I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, one place stop I didn't, me that. I didn't have that, where it was more known who Sunderland were, was when I went to see... Sorry, moving away from Italy. They get, um, I keep taking some time. We can go back to Italy soon. We'll um, get back on the plane, don't worry. Italy's still going to be there. It's still going to be there <laughs> when all this is over. But I went to see Portland Timbers play at LA Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Um, which was an experience, um, which was really fun. <laughs> Robbie Keane scoring twice for LA Galaxy. Great. Lovely job. Um, they won 2 1. <laughs> but because Portland is obviously this like hipster haven of America. And they're really like they're quite like passionate about like their soccer there. I was wearing like a Sunderland top for the game, um, and people like a, a car went past at one point, and someone just shouted "Cool Sunderland shirt!" Like as Love it's, like, that. That's like really strange. It's like oh yeah, like if you wanted to be if you were into football and you wanted to be like a bit different, I guess like oh yeah, especially because we were. Like, David Moyes had just been appointed, like, when I was over there, so that's when it was, like, 2016. And Stephen Taylor was in the stands because he was about to sign for Portland Timbers. Oh, yes! But the support culture there, like, with them trying to replicate the ultra thing was so, so fun because they had, like, we were sat in their home end because Portland Timbers, like, ground is an old baseball ground, so it's, like, a funny shape. Oh, it's the same when New York City play at oh, the yeah, Yankee Stadium. Course. I went to one yeah. of their games, the same thing. It's yeah, just weird, weird, isn't it? Isn't it? Cause it essentially doesn't have like a third of the ground there. But so bizarre. Behind the, the goal where we were sat, which was where the majority of the seats were, they had people on podiums watching the crowd to get songs going. And every time Portland scored, because they're the Timbers, oh, they, yes. have, they have a giant... like. <laughs> log behind the goal so they did score pull one back <laughs> so then a guy comes out with a big chainsaw like hack well doesn't hack off like saws off a bit of the log and then they like lift it up like a trophy and everyone's like oh it's like the, the goal's being scored again and then that gets like kept but the log the, has yeah, the like players, the players get to keep it apparently I love so that so good like so that weird. is actually really cool though oh yeah like, it is quite cool it is actually brilliant to be fair the atmosphere was pumping for the whole game like the no, the songs were going. I've been to Sunderland games that are definitely worse atmospheres, but you know, definitely more manufactured. But it's just different, well, well, isn't at, it? At the New York City game as well, they were they, they were pretty. It was there was a lot of like smoke bombs and stuff. I ended up covered in ketchup for some reason. Someone and like kind of must have scored. That's very like, American. Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh great. I'd rather get covered in beer. It comes off easier. <laughs> and like this England, England retro top on as well. But apparently, they, their ultras have got quite a bit of problem with racism, oh, which yeah. was really weird. You so just... like real ultras. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. This is more authentic, isn't it? Yeah, you've taken it too far. <laughs> I think they're all like left lean and like quite liberal sort of people first, and then they no. decided like they so wanted to be ultras. So it's like, oh, oh, we have to be racist. Like, oh, well, I'm not very oh. happy about this, but we want to be authentic ultras. Pep Guardiola was there as well. They suddenly just appeared on this big screen. I was like, yeah. oh, cool. <laughs> the well, uh, rivalry between like LA, is it LAFC, the new team in LA. Yeah, they're, they're the new they're one. They're quite like, aren't a lot of, um, sort of like, don't a lot of Hispanics and Latin communities yeah. have, have like latched onto them. And LA mm. Galaxy is seen as the sort of like elitist sort of club. So there's like instantly like quite a, could be the same in New York because yeah. New York and New York City obviously plays at Yankee Stadium, but I think the Red Bulls is on the Jersey in, side of the wall. Yes, it is. 
But is it, um, like I've, I've been in New York's like City FC, and it's just the most bizarre. It's the weirdest it thing I've ever, I've ever like ex- experienced. It, first of all, they were playing the Portland Timbers, so there's loads of people walking around in Liam Ridgewell shirts, which I thought was <laughs> which quite is amazing. Great. Which, which is pretty. <laughs> he's cool. like a bit of a legend there, though, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, Bradley Wright Phillips is the all-time MLS top goal scorer, yeah. so it's great, isn't it? Like fair play at the MLS, like. <laughs> but it, it's it's like it's it, something up for me. Adrian Heath managed Kaka, so you know, yeah. like <laughs> it's something up for me when I was there, and because he, um, they did like a half-time thing to win, he could win like some I can't remember what it was, or like maybe like a cash prize <laughs> or something, and like the the person who they pulled out of the crowd had to like say. Who scored in New York City's last match and he got it wrong? <laughs> Great. Oh, yes, I love and that. And he's like, I went, well, I was thinking, oh, David Villa might be playing. He's like, injured. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Great. I Great. honestly couldn't name a single player who played, but it was this bizarre. Every time New York City were on the attack, I can't even remember who they were playing against. We missed the first three goals. They were like, it was five on one in the box every time, and they somehow managed to screw it up. But there must have been about 300 shots in the game. It was just so weird. It was like watching kids. Oh, the, uh, I also remember because we played Portland in Yankee Stadium. You go around, and every so often there's like a craft bar. So we're walking yeah. around, and all these Portland fans are like queued up outside this craft bar. <laughs> I was like, God, you just like, I mean, come on, lads. This is too stereotypical. The beer at Portland Timbers was incredible. Like, it yeah, was, there, there, was. there was like about 12 different, like, beer choices and you had like standard like Budweiser and everything but then there was like locally brewed craft ones and again fairly I don't remember it being like I don't remember it being extortionately expensive I remember the like club merch was like quite expensive because I thought about I thought about getting a replica top cost their colours are like quite good but it was like ridiculous I I bought a scarf and I think even that was it was more than $10 like it wasn't wasn't cheap it was 12 Twelve dollars a beer in New York. I remember. I was going to say that the baseball prices and therefore the New York City prices are an absolute yeah, disgrace. Obscene, aren't they? There was but you na- couldn't buy you couldn't buy a beer in the ground in Italy. Uh, I could. <laughs> I'm sure I couldn't. That's because Tom was with the ultras, though. That's why. Well, <laughs> well Sam Doria. Uh, Sam Doria. We, me and my mate, were with, with the ultras in the. We went in that end. Maybe you could get a beer there, but you couldn't in Milan. You definitely couldn't in Milan. Uh, I've, I've had that. a beer in Milan. <laughs> I've had a beer at the San Siro. No, nah, well, I couldn't. I but couldn't uh, get one. In fairness, when I, <clears throat> like, uh, on that, like I said, on the Bologna day, in the evening, we got the train train back to um, to Milan, where, and uh, so I went to the San Siro to watch uh, Milan Fiorentina at, like, a quarter to eight kickoff. Uh, but this was at a time when was it it's like 2017 it's when Milan were getting like crowds of like 25,000 because of shit yeah they were, they yeah, were pretty it's like uh, Blackburn Rovers legend uh, Nikola <laughs> Kalinic was playing for Fiorentina <laughs> and uh, Della Feu was playing for Milan and he was absolutely brilliant that's but bizarre I thought he went there he was class like but it's when you go because you come off the station at the San Siro and he's it it's enormous. It's absolutely, no, yeah, yeah. it's absolutely enormous, and it. And again, like I was saying about Dortmund's ground, we're a bit like overawed by it. The same with San Siro. We were like, I think we were in the second tier. I mean, the tickets were dirt cheap. Like, I don't know about twenty euros or something. Like from a lot. I thought it was a relatively big game, 
but you get in there, it's like, this place is absolutely massive. And it was such a shame, it's like, I imagine, like, it was one of those, I wonder what it's like when it's full. Yeah. Yeah. Because even the noise then from, like, the ultras who were on the other side, it was, like, so booming. But, yeah, that's a, it's just an amazing stadium, and it's a bit sad that they're going to, like, they're going to move away from it at some point. Yeah, I think it's weird. It, it kind of looks like a, it's got. I've got a bit. It reminds me a bit of the Bernabeu. Like they kind of look a little bit like car parks from the outside. It's, it's that yeah. circular thing yeah. going on the side. It's like Man but City you, have that as well. Yeah, they do. But once you get inside, you're right. It is really impressive, especially I think from the inside because it's so big. It's mm. um. And again, well, it was pretty full when I went. 2011, tw- 2011 they, were, they were a good side. They had Ibrahimovic, Pato, yeah. Rubinho. Kevin Prince Boateng scored coming off the bench. Well, <laughs> it's like Legend. Well, the, dr- the dream. <laughs> uh, but my favourite game on my trip, that I, I, well, first, another thing to mention, how great the trains are, by the way, in Italy. Buy a ticket the, on the day. Dead those high-speed ones. They're so good. It's excellent, isn't it? But uh, I went to Sampdoria... We basically booked a room near the Stadio Luigi Ferrari and uh, realised it was actually quite far outside of the city. <laughs> Went to get tickets, the guy and the, like, do you buy tickets here? Because it just was like a club shop. And he was like, yeah, 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 you want them here? Heart of Samp, heart of Samp. Like, okay, we'll, we'll do that then, we'll do that. So he gave us like a wristband and like a little programme and stuff. And uh, we just found this bar on the way to the ground and just thought, you know, we'll just stay in here and drink. So it was an evening game. Uh, I remember their version of Soccer Saturday was a bit like NFL Red Zone, which uh, basically they just go to the action when there's going to be a goal or a score. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. And Alexi Sanchez was playing for Udinese and they won 7 0, I think, and he scored 4 or 5. And you just, you know, you see a player, even though it was on TV, and you're like, they've got someone here. Now like he went to Barcelona, I think, in the summer. Anyway, having these beers, you started getting a bit nervous as it filled up because some of these, these blokes were coming in, they're clearly like ultras sort of looking over at us a bit and you think, oh shit, like, have we done something wrong? Are we sitting in someone's seat or whatever? Yeah. Comes over and he's like, oh, you're right, lads, like, where are you from? In exactly that accent and voice. <laughs> like, oh, England, he was like, what you, like, what you doing here? Which again makes you feel a bit nervous because you what do you mean? Like, what are you doing here? We just say, like, oh, we just, we're doing a bit of a tour. And he was like, really, you've come to, Sam, to see Sam Doria play? Like, they couldn't believe that we would come and, and watch them. We're like, yeah, yeah. He said, all right, great, let me get you a beer. I went, all right, this is all right. The barmaid behind the counter, once she realised, she said, oh, yeah, I used to work in Edinburgh. I don't know if you found this, Tom. Have you been on holiday in Italy before, Rory, as well? Like, as a kid, like, really young. So what happens, which, which hadn't happened before, when you were buying a round, they give you, the like, bar snacks, but the oh, bar yeah, snacks yeah, aren't yeah. nuts. They're yeah. like a platter of unbelievable treats, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> when we... Uh, we had a bit of a faff on trying to buy AC Milan tickets because we arrived <laughs> in Milan without the tickets. So we said, "Oh, we'll just go to the stadium and buy yeah. them there." So oh. we get we get to this get to the stadium. It's like, "Oh, can we buy some uh, tickets for the game on Sunday?" Oh, you can only buy Inter tickets here. It's like what? what? It's like, "Oh, oh, you have to go to like the AC Milan like shop." And I was like, all right, where's that? It was like like three tram stops away from the stadium. <laughs> oh my! God. I was like. Right, okay. Anyway, we found this big place and we got the tickets. And then, so we're just in the su- in like suburban Milan wandering around. And we found this is where we had the ill fated uh, Negronis because <laughs> we walked into this cafe 
we couldn't find a bar. We just, oh, we'll just sit down because we've been walking for ages. We'll just find somewhere and have a drink. And this this cafe owner's like, ah, come here, come here. So he walks in and, uh, and you know, these like those Peronis, but like the, the dark Peronis. Yeah. I I, well, we made it for some reason thought they were called Negronis. So he's like, ah, oh, yeah, you're six, six Negronis. And he come, the guy comes out with this like tray of luminous red drinks. And obviously if you, if you don't know, like a, a Negroni, it's gin, vermouth and, uh, what's the other, Campari. But no, no like <laughs> soft drink element of it. So we drank all them, and then he's like, "Oh, would you like some food?" He's like, "Yeah, all right." He's like, "Well, there's a full buffet here for you for free." <laughs> <laughs> it's just great, like, isn't it? Just like homemade lasagnas, just there. Oh, just it's like, amazing! You like, just like dig in, lads. <laughs> just like, all right, cool. <laughs> I, it speaks honestly. I reckon Italy's the most. Like, every every one of these places has been really hospitable, but. Honestly, these lads who come over to us at this bar were really lovely guys. There was like a bunch of them, and then they, you know, like they were just like really interested in talking to you, yeah, and they yeah. were just dead, dead friendly. Unfortunately for us, this bloke who was travelling about on his own, he was probably about twenty years older than us, heard our English voices and latched onto us. Oh no! One of these guys was bald. He'd come over for a bit of a chat, and this this bald guy was one of them who. You know, he's always got an answer for everything or a story. Mm. So he kept chipping in and it would always, like, kill the vibe a bit. Anyway, this bald guy walks away and this sort of girl comes with, like, shortish hair. She starts talking to it, And this guy just, like, strokes her hair with the back of his hand and says, oh, your hair's changed since you were here a minute ago. That was it. That was it. Fun's over, lads. No, 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 no more no, fun. No. Luckily for us, he wasn't sitting anywhere near us in the ground because he was, oh, he was an God. Inter fan and they were playing Inter, so he bought a seat next to the Inter away yeah. section. But that away, that home end was, wasn't quite as um, full on, I don't think, as the Bologna one, but it was a lot of explosive sounds, <laughs> a lot of flags, people smashing the seats under the feet oh, when yeah. you can see the goals, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my mate projectile vomited at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I had a right nightmare with him on that holiday. He pissed the bed when we went to see Juventus. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm like, sure he'll be happy you're gone? telling this. <laughs> well, so I haven't named him. He won't be listening anyway. He lives in a far-flung place now anyway. I'm not going to name it in case anyone does know. Uh, <laughs> all my friends will know, but they know this story anyway. <laughs> I woke up and he, he wasn't in the bed next to us in this hostel. We were sharing it with these three Americans who'd got us absolutely hammered on treble sambucas. Oh, my. And, uh, you know, the, the Americans, this is the other thing, they had to buy Del Piero shirts. You've got to buy the jersey. You've got to buy the jersey. <laughs> the jersey, like, yeah. Dude, like, mate, it's 70 euros. I'm not going to buy the jersey. Like, you know, I'm all right. Anyway, I wake up, like, where is he? Where is he? He'd moved beds to the other spare one because he'd pissed the bed. <laughs> Throwing up when we're left in the morning <laughs> trying to get a train. Throwing up in the Samp Stadium. Unbelievable, man. Incredible. These guys just looked at me and were like, they didn't, obviously I can't do this on an audio or a thing, but you know when someone just looks at you like, move now. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, man. <laughs> so we found some seats. You just sit wherever you wanted. Basically, it was just like a terrace, but plastic, shit plastic bucket seat. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I was really disappointed Sam didn't score. I mean, I've always liked Inter. They were always my Italian team when I was a kid. But I really like Sam because the kits are amazing. That stadium is beautiful. It's got those weird, <laughs> like, pillar things. In they? the corner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're like 
office blocks almost. It, yeah, it reminds weird. me a bit of looks like, a bit like Ibrox. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that's the first place when you said office blocks. That's the first place that comes to mind, really. It's, but I really, it, I, it's great. So I wish I'd seen more of the city. I only got a chance to walk around it for twenty minutes the next day. Well. That's the same thing with what we had with Bologna when we walk we walk from the train station to the ground, and you're walking through. It's, it's a lovely city, yeah. But straight, again, straight after the game, we had to go and get our train to get the uh, to get to the next uh, to get back to Milan. Um, yeah, and it looks a wonderful city. It's the same with uh, Bergamo or Bergamo. Oh yeah, I've heard it's beautiful as well. Yeah. I've always kind of wanted to go there. But These yeah, clubs, well, but. Atalanta have got a really bad problem with, or used to have, with their really racist right-wing fans. Yes. They've been in loads of trouble. I don't know what it's like at the minute. Just to shift a gear about Italy, (laughs) why is is the only beer you can get in bars Tenant Super? (laughs) Yeah, that's the other thing. (laughs) That's why we were so hammered on Sambuca. Yeah. Is it all (laughs) enough on draft here? And we're close to Scotland. I know, yeah. No. They don't have it it's in Scotland insane. on draft because it's like it's seen no. as like a down and out drink, but in it's Italy, pollution. <laughs> it's just like, oh, do you want a you want a beer? It's like, oh, I just noticed it. I was like, oh, I have a tenants, and it's just like I took it. It's like bloody hell, that's strong, and it's like, oh no, it's, it, it, it's tenant super. It's like, why on earth are you drinking what? that? That's nuts. Oh, it's dirt like. It's like when you go to Copenhagen great. and you see like Carlin Special Brew, which is like more understandable uh, because. <laughs> Uh, Carlsberg's obviously like Danish beer, but like people just drinking it normally, and we associate it with like, like winos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I tell you what, though, yes, that's, I... that's a good thing about going abroad is that you get the five percent Carlsberg, which is actually nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. That is true. And then you get the twenty percent tenants, like it's some kind of craft <laughs> beer. <laughs> I, oh, that. Was, like, what I was the hell gonna, are you doing? Yeah, I remember being in a bar in Moscow, and it was just like it was a craft beer place, and it said like. Tenant Super Scotland, like seven percent. I was like, "That's not Beautiful. a craft. That, that's not a craft beer, <laughs> mate." Craft I'm, beer. I'm sorry, that's not a craft beer in anyone's book. You're saying about like, uh, <clears throat> me, like the people there being like so like surprised to see someone like English people going to watch Sampdoria. It'd be a bit like this. I always like wonder if like, because like they have like ground hoppers come from Germany to go watch, and it's uh, like you know teams around England. And it's like a friend, a friend of mine from Switzerland who we met on one of these trips does the same. And it's you would be like, say that, say there was a um, a game at Sunland, and there was a, like you know a group of like five lads from like Belgium or whatever. Everyone would be the same as oh, yeah, why on earth? True. Why on earth are you here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true, actually. But then you good. realize it's because sometimes, especially now with the Netflix, but even prior to that, if a club gets a reputation for oh, they've got loads of fans, but they're shit. That yeah. tends to attract the yeah. type of person who would travel It's a bit different, isn't football. it? Like, rather yeah, than exactly. going to see, like, Man United, Chelsea, whoever. Like, it's a <clears throat> club that aren't fashionable, yet still have that massive support as well. Like, if exactly. you are, like, a ground hopper and you're a bit, like, you are going to be looking for something a little bit more different, a little bit oh, more definitely. authentic, aren't you? So I guess we can give that in, in spades. It's like well, I, I, should, t- I took sorry. me. He's like I said. He's from uh, Lucerne, and we we met him on the way to that Feyenoord game on the train. Uh, so we like stayed in touch, and uh, we <laughs> we brought him over for the. Uh, we played Crystal Palace under Moyes. We, you know, we went two Ooh. up and lost three two. Yeah, and he goes to Gruesome. us. 
Yeah, he tells us, like, your fans are some of the most angry fans I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and he said... Well, you he, sit he, he and was, watch this shit. <laughs> yeah, he supports Basel, who are, like, 25 points clear <laughs> like, in the league. But he's, in, like, he's, this... Yeah, the, yeah. The, in a country that... Well, actually, the, I'm sure they've got, like, their fair share of, like, ultras and stuff in Switzerland, but, but it's no, quite sedate. He said he was... Well, no, he, he said he's... The, it, the word ran with the Basel Ultras makes it sound like a hooligan, but in our sense of uh, the word. But he said, mm. oh, yeah, I've been like, I've been part of the, like, the Basel Ultras, and all we do is just like sing and smoke a lot and like drink a lot <laughs> yeah. of beer. So he said, but he said in like Switzerland, <clears throat> it's seven, seven quid a beer. So, and he, he was walking, he said, uh, we were staying at the Roca Hotel, and uh, on the day after, we was walking around like Roca, he's like, I like it here. I like it here. I might buy a house here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Great. You can come and live with me. I was like, it's pretty cheap. <laughs> I might buy a house here. What? Like a second home? Oh, where's your second home? Sunderland. What? <laughs> it's by the seaside. <laughs> uh, maybe what we should have told the Sam fans was uh, we're here to see Massimo Macaroni, who was oh, yeah. playing. Oh, and Kristen yeah. oh. Ziegler was playing as well. It's a weird bother connection. Yeah. They're always like they're always surprised when you know their players as well. Yeah, it, it's there like... wasn't that many in that Samp team. To be fair, like Inter had some quality, like Samietto and Pazzini. Schneider scored. Yeah, um, they had like Lucio at centre back. Who I remember there was a free kick and Lucio was like. Or when this, he was just—he was just a horrible man, <laughs> horrible man. That's why I really yeah. liked him. He was just nasty. <laughs> that Nagatomo was playing as well, um, and I'm sure there was some Japanese people there who were like there to support Nagatomo, and it ended up in the ultra end of the, with the Sam fans. Oh, no. oh, great, and it was man. like that guy sold you these tickets, hasn't he? Yeah, heart of Sam, part of Sam. <laughs> it was about sixteen euros. That was, I don't know about you, Tom, but I thought Italian match tickets. Super cheap. Oh, really, really good value. Really cheap. I mean, Juve was, a, was the most expensive. I think that, <clears> it was a bit of a faff to buy them because you needed to <clears> hand in all your details. Like you had to, when you were buying tickets, you had to give like your passport, and they wanted all your details. Yeah. But apparently, that's because of like the hooligan problem that they have. It wasn't uh, quite as bad when I went. It, I think Milan were a bit more fussy. Uh, but uh, Sam, they didn't receive. I think you had to take your passport. They didn't seem to really give a shit, to be honest. I think well, Bologna, <clears throat> Bologna managed to buy on the on the internet, whereas mm. Atalanta, Atalanta, we bought in a club shop. But mm. again, you had to hand in your passport, and then uh, Milan was the same. But then when you got in the ground, no one gave a shit. Yeah, like, just, like I said, people just smoking weed and setting fireworks <laughs> off. No, no one's asked. <laughs> I remember uh, I went to a game in Poland. I went to see Krakowia. Krakow play just because they happened to be playing <laughs> oh, and, uh, God. God what an arse on to get tickets you had to go in this booth have your photo taken it was all hooked up so when you put your match ticket into the turnstile yeah. picture came up on a screen oh, above wow. you yeah. wow see they, they've got a massive problem with like you, yeah. with that <laughs> Well, like I said, this mm. this is why I'm a bit bereft this summer because I had all the Euro, I had three games of the Euros planned and then uh, oh yeah, you were going all ones abroad as well, weren't you? Yeah, Budapest, Bucharest, Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> Glasgow, a fine city. Don't laugh at Glasgow. No, no, just yeah, yeah. I had a Budapest, <laughs> Bucharest, back to back. Yeah, so well, 2021, we can do that. I, had, I guess Gareth sorted me Wembley tickets. So would have been what June, July. 
It's not even that far away. Yeah, like yeah. we we were going to Glasgow for like a couple for like a last sixteen well, you, game. You were going the same game. Oh yeah, we, I mean Irish? you were going to that. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was going to be like a nine o'clock kickoff for the last oh. sixteen game. <laughs> Glasgow football in Glasgow at nine o'clock at night. At nine p.m. Yes, at night. Lovely in the summer. Yeah, love that. That's something what? to look forward to for twenty twenty one. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do, we'll do it all then. Actually, that's probably a good note to go out on, unless anyone's got anything else. No, no. Yeah. Oh, it's been nice. Perfect. Nice. I think the thing to think of is 2021, not only can we go to the Euros, but we can start reliving some of these Euro trips as well. I'm yeah. definitely going to get myself, grab a backpack, stuff some T-shirts in and go to Bologna. <laughs> and then probably go to Accrington Stanley again as well. With oh, no, I'm sacking Sunderland off. Coming <laughs> <laughs> to Groundhopper now. Gregory Brandon. Honestly, it's, it well, it's well better. It is, I agree. Right, thanks for listening. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.